0: Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley B. During our time together, we're going to hear some incredible stories on how to find, keep, and share your wild confidence in Christ. Before we hop into today's conversation, I want to ask if you would kindly leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect with you on social media, so find me at Ainsley B on Instagram. All right, let's hop in. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Wild Confidence. I'm so pumped to hang out with my dear friend Logram today. She is an actress recurring on Fox's Filthy Rich as young Margaret. So if you haven't seen it, her character is the young version of Margaret Monroe, who is played by Emmy-nominated Kim Cattrall. You also may have seen her on Fox's Scream Queen's CBS's NCIS New Orleans or Seth Rogen's This Is the End. Lo, welcome to Wild Confidence. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm so excited to hang out with you today because we've been friends for so long, like forever. Oh I feel like
1: I don't even know whenever we first met, but I mean, I I think I was probably like Oh, 8 or 9 or even younger than that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally forever ago.
0: Forever. So I've gotten to see you really grow up. I mean, I'm only if I'm I guess I'm a few years older than you, but um or a couple years older than you, but I feel like I've gotten to watch you grow up and you are just one of those people that's just such a bright light everywhere she goes. Um oh, thank
1: you. So are you and it's been so cool just to see each other just go through all the different phases of life and different cities and just marriage
0: and all the exciting things. You're so right. Now, before we get started into the, uh, you know, hard hitting questions, if you will, I have to ask you about Filthy Rich, because since you, you know, shared with everyone that you've, you're on it. I obviously am watching it. I'm like loving it. It's so funny as a Southerner to watch Southern shows to see what, what they get right and what they get wrong, you know? uh huh. And every show is going to have things that get right and wrong, but Southern specifically is just hilarious to me. And there's one thing that filthy rich got so right. And I, like when I saw it, I, I, recorded it on my phone and like sent it to all my friends because my friends who aren't in Louisiana because they don't understand this. But the one thing that this show that blew me away, I was like the writing, whoever consult they consulted with, incredible. So it's the daughter, I'm not gonna remember anybody's names right now, obviously, uh whenever I need to remember uh-huh. their names. But the daughter was telling uh somebody, she was like, it's weird because I was engaged to my uncle's son. And the guy, yes. was like, <laughs> the guy was like, you were engaged to your cousin? And she goes, no, not my real uncle. And I was like, oh my gosh, people from Louisiana don't understand that we have cousins and uncles and aunts that we're not actually related to. That is so true. So that character is Rose. Um, oh.
1: And she's such a fun character. But that is actually so true because I definitely have an uncle that is my dad's best friend from college and growing up who I am not related to. Yes. So not by blood. So <laughs> I, I don't even think I thought twice about that, which is the funny thing is that there's so many Southern things that I feel like I don't think anything of. And then when I was in Los Angeles, I would mention them or say the end. And that's when you realize oh, the rest of the world doesn't do this, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that that is one of them, actually. But yeah, that was very spot on. Um, So the creator and uh, director of the show, Tate Taylor, he uh, created the help, the film and wrote the screenplay. So he is the one who uh, did this series. And he is actually from Mississippi. I think originally from, he's living there currently as well. And I think that's where he's originally from, but he's from the South. So he has a very good perspective into Southern culture. So he was able to really accurately bring that into the show.
0: That is amazing. Like, I, I love that. I love that he is, he is Southern, you know, like he that. He is Southern. Yes. That certainly helps. He and has the help a Southern accent
1: and everything. So
0: yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah
0: he's the so real fun. deal. I love that. now, and those kind of moments of you know, the shine in between the grind, if you will uh-huh. they can be that's few good. and far between far between, right? Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean I'm thinking back to the I mean my acting days which are not anywhere near yours. Or, oh yeah, I forgot
1: about
0: that but i <laughs> but I remember being like, Classes and auditions and classes and auditions and classes and auditions, like the, the rejection that can come with acting and then the,
1: absolutely
0: the high highs and the low lows really. Mm -hmm. So I'm just thinking of like, I remember my confidence levels in that process. And I'm just curious about yours. Like, have you ever been in a time where you just felt like you lost your confidence?
1: Yeah, so I think overall, I feel like I've been blessed to have a really strong confidence. And that's really just by being blessed that I have such amazing parents and such an amazing support system. And they've always really believed in me. And they've always given me such a strong foundation to fall back on in life, no matter where life would take me. And I feel like having that support system to rely on and people to speak life into me and encourage me and believe in me has definitely attributed to why I do have confidence and always have had it. Um, But on top of that, I think maintaining confidence is something that you have to actively always do. And 100% my confidence comes from God. Having that daily confidence in my circumstances, in my career, in my relationship, in everything just really comes from knowing who I am in God and taking the practical steps to constantly remind myself of my true identity, that I'm loved, I'm accepted, I've known, I'm chosen. And when you know those things, no matter what your family life looks like, no matter what your support system looks like, if you have... Your relationship with God, and you know those things and who the Bible says that you are, then you can really stand on that. And no matter what people tell you you are, or what failures you encounter, or any circumstance. And so I feel like one, I've been blessed to have that family support system. Two, outside of that, I've sought out my identity in Christ, which has helped me to just have that as an anchor. And then three, as far as acting, I think that I have gone into it knowing that you're gonna get told no more than yes, mm-hmm. and you can't let those no's define you. And that's something I was told very, very early on about acting. So from the very beginning, I knew okay, if I get told no from an audition or I go on a hundred auditions and I don't get any of them, it's not personal, it's not me, it's the business. And I got a hold of that very early on, which helped me not to take it personal, which gave me the perseverance to keep going to the point that I'm at. And the reality with acting, as you know, is that with casting directors, when they're choosing someone for the role, you may not get it because you're not a redhead. You may not get it because they ended up wanting a guy for the role or, you know, maybe they Maybe they just want someone that's like super funny and quirky and you come off differently on camera and, you know, whatever it is, it's never personal. And sometimes I've had just one of my coaches say, you could not get the role because you look like the producer's ex-girlfriend and he is like associating you with that. And so he doesn't want to cast you. So it could be anything and it has nothing to do with your talent. And so what I've always done is go into an audition doing all of my prep work, you know, pre- being prepared, knowing that I have done absolutely everything I can do to prepare for this role, going in and then letting all of that go, knowing okay, I I I'm just going to do the best that I can in this moment because also you do get nervous sometimes and sometimes you don't perform it as well as you did when you practice. So yeah. I know okay, I'm going to go in I'm going to do it the best I can do in this moment. And I'm just going to be grateful for the opportunity to act because acting is what I love to do. And so I try to look at it as an opportunity to do what I love rather than an opportunity where I'm trying to be accepted or I'm being rejected. And so I try to go in and then after I leave the audition, then I'll usually debrief it. Like I'll call my mom. Usually... And just like tell her everything that happened in the audition. Okay, yeah, I did it like I practiced when I did it here. I ended up doing this a little different, or you know, oh, they were really nice when I walked in, or I'll just debrief the whole thing. And then after that, I try to just let it go and I don't think about it anymore. And that's it. And I don't really think about, okay, I try not to think about if they're gonna if they're gonna call me or, you know, and tell me I got it or whatever of course, there's some roles where all I can think about is like, did I get the role, you know, Yeah. but I try not to do that. And most of the time I try to let it go because you pretty much only hear back if you got it. And if you didn't get it, you you generally don't get a call if you didn't get it. Maybe if, you know, you were testing for like the lead of a show and it was between you and one other person, then they would let you know. But other than that, you know, if you're, you know, going out for like the role that I did for Filthy Rich, if I didn't get it, I would would have just not heard anything back at all. Um, mm. So I pretty much do all these auditions and just let it go. But one of the biggest things that I feel like really helped me with confidence and um, auditioning is that because I have my identity in Christ, when I walk into that audition room. I'm not looking for the casting directors and the producers to accept me. I'm already accepted.
0: And Mm, I think that's that's
1: where the industry breaks down a lot of people, is that there's so many people that don't have their identity secured. And when they walk into that room, they're looking for acceptance. They're looking for someone to tell them who they are, if they're good enough, if they're worthy. And if you go into that room wanting that, that industry will tear you down. It will break you apart and you will probably give up on it because that is just not healthy. And so I feel like the way that I've stayed so healthy and confident in an industry where I'm constantly getting, you know, quote, rejected is by knowing that I'm already accepted in my relationship with God.
0: That's so good. And as you're talking, I'm thinking like, yeah, when you walk into an audition room or that kind of thing, but also if you just walk into any room looking yeah. for acceptance,
1: absolutely
0: looking yeah. to, for someone to tell you who you are.
1: Yeah. That goes for anything in life, in any industry. It could be a job interview, you know, it could be yeah. a first date You know, you could be going to a first date thinking, you know, okay, I hope I'm good enough, you know, I hope I'm, you know, funny enough or cool enough or whatever it is. And if you're searching for that there, it's just the wrong place and you're not going to find it. But when you walk into that date and you know that, okay, I already know who I am. I know I'm accepted and loved and worthy and I'm funny enough and cool enough. And I just am who I am. Then you're also going to come off just so much more confident that goes back to that confidence and you're gonna be happier because you're not looking for acceptance in the wrong places, but also that other person is probably gonna like you more because you do have that confidence and you already know who you are. And I think that's also just a healthy foundation to even begin a relationship because you're not going to be constantly searching for that other person to give you your identity because you're already going to have it.
0: Exactly. I think you are spot on with that. I remember when me and Justin first started dating, that was what stood out to him was like, yeah. you know, you, you were like no business. I mean, no messing around. You were all business. Like I know who I am. Yeah. If you don't leave, like don't waste my time.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's the right attitude for sure. I oh, think that's so when funny. you're in a healthy place to begin a relationship and a marriage yeah. Is when you have that confidence and and you're independent. You've learned to be independent and content and happy on your own and with where you are. Totally.
0: Hey, if you have been looking for someone to come alongside you in this season of life, I would love to talk about online mentoring with you. Maybe. You just really want to set some goals. Maybe you just need some encouragement. Maybe you need that push to rediscover your identity in Christ and really root in and dig deeper into your faith. Let's talk online mentoring. Head to AinsleyBritain.com forward slash free stuff for more information. So as we're, we're kind of talking about like this is the right kind of attitude to have and the right identity to really walk in. You know, earlier you were talking about the fact that you take practical steps to remind you of those things, of how to really live those out. Can you share some of those practical things that you do?
1: Absolutely. Um, I think first and foremost, I would say reading the Bible, reading the word of God and knowing who you are in Christ, knowing what the bible says about you and like i said some of those i am statements of i am loved i am chosen i'm worthy i'm accepted i'm known and loved and you know all just all those different things um and knowing just what scripture says and being able to translate that into declarations that you can say Mm -hmm. over yourself so that's one thing i've always loved really doing and i've had Different pieces of paper that people have given me over the years that have different statements and things that you can say out loud. It is just affirmations, you know? And I think saying that is so, so powerful. The Bible says that, you know, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it eat its fruit. And so I think that what you say has so much power. And they always say that thing about how. Like they did a scientific experiment about a plant where they were speaking positive things over one plant and negative things over the other plant. And the one that was had positive affirmations grew more than the other one. And so Mm -hmm. even with that, you know, that's not only biblical evidence, but scientific evidence of the power of words. So I feel like knowing who you are and saying it out loud, claiming it and speaking it, can put to rest any of those negative thoughts, and any lies from the enemy. And so I think that having that is so important to speak life over yourself. And the more that you speak life over yourself, you inevitably end up speaking life over others as well. So I think just having that biblical foundation, and just those positive affirmations that you can speak over yourself is probably the most practical way that I apply that. Um, Other than that, I think, um, I definitely just think time spent with God in general through worship and prayer and um, devotionals. And that just goes back to just even reading scripture in devotionals that other people may have put in a different light or sharing their own experiences where you can apply that to your life. And then outside of that, I think community, I think community is so huge. And that's honestly a really practical way as well is to bring to light those dark thoughts. So if you are having any, you know, insecurity or, or just thoughts about yourself that are dark or just that aren't who you are, or just feeling, you know, not confident or like you failed or rejected opening up to a trusted friend about that and letting them tell you the truth and letting them tell you, no, that's not who you are. This is who you are. And I think having community and having those people around you is so important because Mm -hmm. we just can't do this life alone. And so I think that there's so many lies that I probably would have believed if I didn't have people around me to tell me that that wasn't true. And I think, you know, sometimes you can, you can identify that by yourself or the Bible and through prayer, but I think having people to have, give you words of encouragement is huge. And I even have like words of encouragement from friends, whether it was like a note or a card or something that I'll randomly stumble upon it in my drawer and just read it. And those words of them just encouraging me and just, you know, telling me who I am. It's so powerful. So I think that you can find it within God. You can fi- find it within your friends. And I think you can find it within yourself, within the way that God has created you and who he says that you are.
0: Absolutely. I love the idea of making a list of those positive affirmations and what literally what the Bible says about you. Like as a yeah. creation of the creator of the universe, like of the God of the universe, he created you and he says, you are good and you are worthy and you are loved and you are valued. And like all of those things can literally be made into a list that you can read every single yeah. day.
1: Yeah. And what's, what's so interesting about that, I think is that, you know, if, Anyone is, you know, listening to this and they aren't a Christian and they don't have a relationship with God, most of those I am statements and those positive affirmations, those are things that even outside of Christianity, I think majority of people would agree with, you know, that yeah. you are you're loved, you're accepted, you're chosen, you're all those things, that's just your identity. And I think that. You know, obviously I'm a Christian and my relationship with God is just what defines me in every single area of my life. But to me, you know, that's those statements just solidify my identity and it comes back from those scriptures. But I think that whether you live around the world and you even, you know, have other religions or whatever it is, those statements are just so full of love and encouragement. And that's the God that I know. And that's, that's the God that I know in my relationship with him is a God that is so loving and encourages me. And yeah, he convicts me and, you know, I try to stay just following what I feel is best for my life and what he leads and guides me to, but there's so, so much grace and God is just so graceful. And And the God that I serve is not a God of shame or condemnation. And I think that's something I easily place on myself is Mm -hmm. shame and condemnation of that's probably the moment where I could stray away from my confidence is, oh, no, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing and feeling shameful about it or about a mistake? And that's also where I have to really let God in that area to know that God, is, God gives me more grace than I give myself probably. And I need to take a hold of that grace and not, not put shame on myself because that's such a dark cloud when you have that over you. And so yeah. I just think that God is so loving and so gracious and we just don't even deserve it. And I'm just so thankful that I can constantly go back to that and know that if I'm feeling insecure if i'm feeling disappointed if i'm feeling upset and shameful or fearful or anxious then those are not things of god whenever i'm feeling that i can identify okay why am i feeling that way what caused that and i can look at the root of the problem and say okay going back to my i am statements going back to the word of god what does god say about that and right. that's where you can really identify and separate. The truth from the lies, and what is just the voice inside your head telling you you're not enough or you're not worthy or whatever it is. And what God says is usually the opposite of that dark voice inside your head. And so I feel like, just practically, just being able to process emotions is just huge. I feel like the moment that I was able to learn how to just anytime you're moved from a place of peace being able to say, okay, why am I moved from a place yeah. of peace? And yeah. trust me, that happens a lot, <laughs> especially <laughs> 2020, you know, everything. Yes. I'm pretty sure everyone's probably removed from a place of peace pretty frequently. But yes. when you're able to say, what is that? Is it fear? Is it anxiety? You know, is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it anger? And to to be able to process what you're feeling, why you're feeling it. And is this real? Is this true? Because sometimes our feelings lie to us. And I think being able to identify the truth is so, so important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know. um, I don't know who originally said this, but I've heard that feelings aren't facts.
1: Yeah. that's.
0: And I just love that. I love that as we, as overwhelm, can come upon us or an unrest or a lack of peace or whatever. It's like, yeah. these aren't, aren't the facts necessarily. Yeah. They're just feelings. They're just indicators. So for us to search for the solution and what mm-hmm. is right and what is okay. Um, yeah, I, I, was My next question was going to be, what would you say to someone who is struggling right now? But literally, you just took us to church. So I'm like, <laughs> if you're struggling right now, just press rewind, okay, I and think, re-listen.
1: <laughs> I think I may have jumped ahead a little bit, but... <laughs> no, that's
0: perfect. It was perfect because I'm like, that is like, that's a, that's the best advice for yeah. struggling right now. Go into those disciplines, understand how to process your emotions whenever you feel... Um, an unrest or a lack of peace, like all of those yeah. things will drive you closer to the Lord if you let them. Yeah.
1: yeah. And another thing like that I have to put into practice a lot lately is for me, I do struggle with anxiety. And a lot of my anxiety comes at nighttime and it it's mm. always before I'm going to sleep. And it's like my brain starts overthinking and my brain starts processing the day. It starts processing the next day but it's all coming from a place of i need to rest and i can't go do it all and like knock things off the list and you know so i have to be just present and be resting but my mind's like no we need to keep going and i get very overwhelmed about things and a lot of times whenever i start trying to make like life decisions in that place which is the worst idea ever
0: <laughs> i have to
1: set back and realize okay If I am tired, I'm exhausted and I'm getting overwhelmed thinking about everything, the me making decisions from that mindset is all the perspective is just gonna be so inaccurate because it's suddenly through a lens of fear or a lens of anxiety. And it isn't from that place of peace like we talked about. And so what I've really been having to do lately is just say, okay, maybe I'm thinking about my entire future and mapping out the next 10 years right now, but it is like 11 o'clock at night. And like this, I'm not going to figure out all the world's problems and all my problems right now. So I'm like, I'm just going to table this, set it aside and stop thinking about it because I'm not going to accurately be able to make clear decisions And generally when I revisit that the next day, my thinking is completely different. Like I am just so much more clear. I'm able to see things for the way that they are. Maybe there was three things on my to-do list that were just really stressing me out before I was going to sleep. But that next, if I just put that aside the next day, I could get that done in 30 minutes and there's no stress attached to it. So I think sometimes our mind plays tricks on us. And I think that we just have to learn how we are and where those kind of trigger points are and where those weak moments are so that whether it's viewing your circumstance or even viewing yourself in your confidence, to be able to step back from those moments and say, I'm just not thinking like myself right now, or I'm not, you know, at a place of peace to be able to make these judgments and decisions. And to revisit that whenever you're in a better headspace and from a place of love and peace and grace. And it's usually just so much better. So just wanted to share that because that's just real time stuff that I deal with. And I think that plays a lot into just your confidence and just dealing with stress or anxiety or anything like that.
0: Absolutely. I really couldn't agree more, especially in whenever you're trying to process things at night. It's like, you need to go to bed. You need to wake up, process this tomorrow. But it's not, I mean, a lot of, it's like how moms are always like, nothing good happens after midnight. Like Yeah. Especially in your head.
1: That is so true. I'm like, (laughs) that's the point where You need to just put on your lavender essential oil and like (laughs) turn on Netflix and like fall asleep watching Gilmore Girls. Like that's your your biggest concern at that point should be what am I going to watch on Netflix or like Mm -hmm. is my phone plugged in and charging away from me in my bathroom? But you should not be, you know, going over just all your life decisions and to-do lists, it's just, it's never going to turn out good at that point in time.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're so right. And you've given us so much to think about today and just poured out so much wisdom. And I'm so thankful for that. So the best thing I can just think of for our community to do in return is pray for you um, in whatever you see fit. So how can we as a community pray for you?
1: Um, so I would say, um, I will be getting married and by the time this comes out, I will be married. Yeah. So I would say just prayer as we enter this new chapter of our lives. We're so excited to get married. It's just been such a God thing and we just couldn't be more ready and more excited for it. Um, but you know, it's a covenant covenant of God. And so We've definitely taken that commitment seriously. And so we just want to, you know, be prepared and just be equipped for this new season. So definitely prayer for that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would say just prayer that God leads me to more amazing acting roles that are just the right fit for me and that Mm -hmm. I get to work with just really great people and just continue to do what I love to do.
0: Yes, you got it. I'm you. so excited for your wedding.
1: Oh my gosh. It's so, so cute. cute.
0: I can't wait to uh, tune in. Um yes. so where can we hang out with you on the internet? Where can we find you online? So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at
1: low l-o underscore graham g-r-a-h-a-m. So Perfect. I think that's where I am. I'm probably on other platforms as well, all under. That were just low gram.
0: At yeah. uh, TikTok too,
1: right? TikTok and I have a YouTube channel as well. YouTube channel too, yes, love but it. But I'm most active on Instagram. That's my kind of favorite platform.
0: Yeah, me too for sure. And then for Filthy Rich, if anybody wants to watch Filthy Rich, it's this. The seasons wrap by now, but it's on Hulu or the Fox TV app, right?
1: Yes, exactly. Perfect. You'll be able to stream it on the fox app or on hulu so it should be on there for a while um and you can find me recurring throughout that series in episode five seven eight and ten.
0: Oh my gosh yes go binge it it's like the perfect Yay. perfect binge show well thank you so much for hanging out
1: thank you
0: you're amazing
1: and it is just so great to see just everything that you've accomplished and all that God's doing through you. And I love this podcast so much and that you're just inspiring everyone to just be their best selves and their most confident selves and just encouraging everyone in their relationship with God and in their passions. I think that is so amazing. And I just love the way that you have just encouraged so many young girls, even just on social media and through all of your platforms. It's just amazing to watch. And I'm so excited to see all that you're going to continue to do as well.
0: You are the best. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Well, all right. I will let you go because I want to be respectful of your time, but you are amazing. I love you so much. And thank you for taking the time today
1: love you and thank you I can't wait till this is out in the world and hopefully I'll get to connect with some new people on social media from here and if anyone is listening to this if you have a prayer request or anything you can message me my dms are always open yes you're the best I'll talk to you later all right thank you (laughs) bye bye
0: hey thanks so much for hanging out today I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at B, and my website is ainsleybritain.com. See y'all later.